What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Crossplay, our video game podcast here at the Whatnot. It is Saturday, May 29th, 2021, and this is episode 73. Coming up on today's show, do you smell that, everybody? What the rock is cooking? It's the smell of E3 in the air, and a handful of showcases have already happened, filled with announcements. Rumors of a new Switch model persist. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, as well as Pokemon Legends Arceus, or Ar- Archuus, have release dates. But we will get Archuus. to all of that in a bit. <laughs> I, my name is Gino Viteri, and I am joined by Kyle Springer. What's up, Kyle? What's up, dude? I have never heard Archuus. We had I've several different names. Not, we had some. Not, okay. Arceus, not even close. Arceus, or Arceus. 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 Uh, we, yeah. I am also joined by Ignacio Rojas. Yup. What's up, Ignacio? And back once again, back at it again, Alan Busby. What's up, Alan? How you been, my friend? I can just say hi, but... Pokemon. Oh, he's gone. I was going to say <laughs> Look you at that, problem. dude. Packs of cars. He's Oof. swimming in them. Packs you know what? of what, what Alan, is that? Alan. Digimon? Digimon. Yeah. Alan, open one up right now. No. Let's open one up right now. Come on. No, why no. not, dude? You don't get it. No, yeah. that's me so time. That's why, me is time. Is this why you were? Is this why you were gone last problem. week, Alan? Uh, no, I, I actually got the cards yesterday, and I got them today. I actually, I actually calculated my uh, my distance traveled to figure out how long my travel time was to the store to buy them, and being mm-hmm. like, okay, it's four fifty. It's an eighteen minute drive. It's going to be about five o'clock traffic. Will I make it in time for the podcast? We're going to risk it, and then I left. <laughs> so, Risking it all and those, Digimon hey, that's, those are not, it, dude. that's right those are not the only ones you bought recently no yeah. no I bought a uh, I bought a premium booster box yesterday that came with half and half of set uh, 1.0 and 1.5 and promo uh, uh-huh. booster cards um, since most that, of the cards I so since fun. most of the cards that I want and that I need are in the 1.0 packs I bought 1.0 and then I am considering Pre-ordering the Great Legend booster box that comes out in June. Have you have you opened any of the ones you have gotten? Yes, yes, yeah. I opened up my premium box yesterday. Any 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 nice pulls? Any nice pulls? Oh yeah, I pulled a secret rare like I the Digimon names, but like I pulled like a secret rare like Ool Force Vigermon. Um, I nice, pulled that nice. sounds fake. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I pulled a secret rare Vigramon that looks really sick as well. I, also, the secret rare I pulled of Ool Force is the alternate premium version of it. So it's not even, it's not the rare version. It's like the rare alternate super rare art version of it. And then I pulled like a, Biel- I pulled like a Bielzamon. Ooh. Biel's- Do you have uh, Omegamon? Huh? Huh? Omnimon? Omegamon? Uh, no, I don't um, think he's um, in man. 1.0 or 1.5. Oh man, this sucks. No, not yet. I like. I, I remember watching the old, the Digimon anime, and a lot of those Digimons have names that are very, totally not um, ori- like original to like like I've seen like is there there's Some a Plantmon right? Is there a Plantmon? No, there. There are both. There are both types of of Digimon. There are the ones that have. Very basic names, and there are yeah. ones that do have created names. That's right. Like it's a plant yeah. Digimon, and it's Plantmon. I'm assuming. Like they do stuff like that's the kind of stuff they do. Well, there's there's, there's, Pal- there's yeah. Palmon. There's Palmon. Yes. No, yeah, but probably Palamon. if you see a, a Digimon that has a certain theme, it, it is kind yeah. of pretty easy to guess their name. There is no Plantmon Digimon. No. So you said Vegemon. 
Vegemon. There is a yep, Vegemon. Yep, there is a Vegemon. Is it a vegetable Pokemon? And then I mean, a red Digimon? Vegemon that is <laughs> yep. good. There's Vegemon, there's red Vegemon. There is but a is Revolvemon, one which is a is Revolver. That, that's, the, that's the one you said you pulled, right, though, Adam? Which one? Vegemon or something? No, no. No, you said Vegemon. Yeah, I pulled Vegemon. Oh, Vegemon. Vegemon. That one is uh, more creative. Yeah, Vidramon is, is the champion version of is of Vimon, who you do not really see much in the no, anime no, no, because no. they can't digivolve into champions in that season. Oh, no, you're yeah. confusing the Digimon. You're confusing it. Vidramon is a different Digimon. You know, to, to be honest with, with you, I I think I think Digimon is probably cooler than Pokemon. It is. Digimon is that's the pretty established. It's yeah. not yeah. as popular though. That's no, popular. the anime for sure is way better because. I mean, of course, I'm talking about the of course, original of version and not the faster type versions that you got. But Digimon itself, it is way more serious, more... Uh, it, it doesn't treat kids as, as kids, even yep. though it is a kid show. It, it treats yeah. them as not as kids, uh, yeah. as opposed to Pokemon, which is very formulaic. Digimon has a story. Their characters do grow up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It feels more it, like yeah. a real anime. It's it's always yeah. this thing that like when you grow up when you're actually in your like kid child phase, you love Pokemon because it has a broader appeal. Digimon did not have that broader appeal because even though it was a cartoon and kind of a kid show, it was still a bit more it was more mature than just the kids' Pokemon. Like Digimon was for teenagers, Pokemon was for like little kids. So as you grew up and then you found Digimon, you found that the storyline, the cohesive story and the plots and everything else to Digimon was better than pokemon yeah uh, did digimons die yeah yeah i mean it depends on the season they do die but depending on the season they either do come back or in season three they are gone yeah which mm. is something that that show does deal with yep if you were to pick a digimon to have in real life so agumon God, that I wasn't was, even. I was thinking Agumon too. That wasn't even the, hard. That's the one I know. It what about Gabumon. Which does evolve into Metal Garuma. Yep. That's the little dog looking one, right? With the horn? Wolf, yeah, it kind of looks like a wolf, wolf with a horn. Me. With like a pelt. I like, I like, I like that one. Yeah. And Agumon. Agumon, of course. I like Agumon. I like Agumon's Geomon. Pikachu. You know what I, mean? I mean, if I had yeah. to pick, if I had to pick a Digimon that wasn't like of the original like Normie picks, then I'm picking Redamon from season three. Or really? I would pick the ones that become the angels. You want, oh, you want like Patamon? I remember those. Patamon and Gatamon. Patapon? Yeah. Sorry, Gatamon's not the rookie form. That's Salamon. Gatamon's the champion Salamon, form. Yeah. Whoops. Cool. Well, it's pretty weird to me that Gatamon isn't the original name, but it is, it is the name that they gave it on the United States. Yeah. Garuma? Gato, they gave it a, a Spanish name. Yeah, I don't... English it was kind of weird. I don't know why. Yeah, but I, I appreciate it for what it is. Man. Before, before, guys, we get into what we've been playing, I know, Kyle, you haven't been playing much, but what have you been up to? What's been going on? What have I been up to? Uh, I've been watching that show Modoc on... Oh, Hulu. is it good? It's fucking great. It's amazing. It's one part of it's one part robot chicken. Yeah, one that's what it reminds part me. venture brothers, one part modern family. Wow. Uh, yeah. A good combination of shows. It's it's great. Yeah. So it it's it's that like robot chicken aesthetic where it's all action figures mixed with like claymation and stuff like that. It's all stop motion. Yeah. 
but they don't do skits. Like, it's not that, like, it actually has a plot and a story and all that stuff, but it's really ridiculous, and he has to deal with work and being a super villain and all that stuff, as well as going through a divorce at home and stuff like that. And it's, yeah, it's, I highly recommend it. So that's what I've been up to this week. Yeah, I wanna I wanna check that out. It uh, on Hulu. Is it is it is it canon to the MCU, the cinematic universe? <laughs> no. no, not at all. No, no. <laughs> so, so could miss it and wouldn't be lost for Spider Man uh, Far From Home or whatever. Uh, I mean, who knows? With all the news no of the multiverse going up, who knows if it yeah, shows up? Yeah, uh, that would be great if that event. If that was <laughs> all mm-hmm. right. Well, my friends. Let's get into what we've been playing. Well, I want to throw it over to let's let's get a uh, Ignacio out of the way first because uh, I assume you have a uh, Mass Effect, some more Mass Effect news. Uh, I know you've been playing uh, Knockout City. You don't, we don't got much to say about Knockout City. Let's yeah, Knockout City. I I played with Kyle, which mm-hmm. I, yeah, we had a, a pretty good time. I I think he enjoyed it. I don't know. Yeah, dude, you, I got MVP my first game. Nice. Eight eliminations. Gave, I dominated. It took no, Ignacio no, no. like six games to I finally get no that. I, All I'm saying is I, I'm a champion, right? You the know? Game, I don't know if, he, if it was because it was your first game or what, but you definitely didn't deserve MVP for your first game. It was game. beginner's luck. It was, <laughs> I, I, I had no, I was like, how did I get MVP? This is like you I didn't had even eight eliminations. I didn't even know I got someone out. Like I had no did idea. You, what did was you do the beginning happening. tutorial, Kyle? No, no. I nope. talked about no. everything, but no, he oh. didn't. Yeah, he was just like, you do this, you do that, you can fake with that button, you know, all yeah. that stuff. Oh, okay. So, I in and I yeah, so I, we got him to rank five, which means that he we could have played more modes, but uh, we didn't get into that. We only oh, played the one. Guy. The mode that everyone knows, which is a three three mode, yeah. I didn't know before that there were even more modes than that. Like a four v four mode where there are no balls, you have to use each other as balls. Interesting. I haven't seen that. I haven't played that one. I don't yeah. know about that one. And apparently, yeah. they're rotating the modes that they had because they're. I saw there yeah. that there were four modes, like mm-hmm. the typical one, the one that I just said, and then one that was. Every ball is a special ball, and then something with diamonds, which I didn't get. But they all, or at least most of them, said that they it was a limited mode that it would be changed after a yeah. certain amount of time that they would tickle that's, them. That's out. what I, I think that game really needs to to like stay relevant is like update the modes every so often, and then give yeah, like new special balls or new power ups or something. Yeah, to just mix things up because it's a lot of fun. But I can see it being yeah. like, okay, it's been a month. Yeah, they just they just added ranked and a, you know and a new map. So, I mean, mm. and it was what a week after it came out. So I assume that yeah, it is. Yeah, you know, they got they got a roadmap. You know, it's still yeah. during the block party thing, which you can play for free. Alan, do you have any interest in trying on? Uh, I downloaded Knockout City and didn't boot it up, and then promptly deleted it yesterday because then i was like you know what i'm too far gone i'm not gonna play it i'm interested in it but i don't i don't think i honestly don't think i'm gonna bother playing it everyone's extremely good now everyone's extremely good now we had uh, some pretty i mean if kyle can get mvp i don't see why i can't yeah 
I mean, you have until the because I'm a champion, <laughs> Alan. <laughs> sure, sure. You can play it until the thirty first for free. Oh, it is also in, on in Game Pass. I mean, I downloaded it for free. Don't I have it for free now? No. Oh well, no, it, you're it, downloading yeah, a trial. Well, once it goes, yeah. Once it goes paid, that fuck that game. That game's gone. Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll see can... how how it drops off once it goes yeah. off the trial mode. We'll see it's what, what it's like. Twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah, it is. Not that bad. Gotta wait for a second. And again, it is on Game Pass. Also it's, on PC, which it's is seventy dollars. <laughs> gotta wait, gotta wait for a sale for that one. Yeah. Can you believe that? It's already twenty dollars. Oh. What are you talking about? I didn't buy Doom when it was twenty bucks. I waited for it to go on sale for ten bucks. Nice, dude. Nice. Well, that's, that's, Doom. A, that's a bargain. That's right. Yeah. Save ten bucks. The pack of Digimon. Uh, it's like two packs of Digimon cards. Dad, Alan, how many more packs are you gonna buy? Are you even gonna play? Anyways, yeah. <laughs> sure. I'm missing like uh, I'm any... missing like six cards of a budget deck. All right. Anyways, that was Nugget City. The only other game that I have anything to talk about is Mass Effect, which I don't have anything much to add. I think that I'm three hours in. I think that the story is grabbing me a bit more. It's still not quite quite in. I'm not quite grabbed by the story, but I'm still. I'm starting to see more of uh, the appeal of it, and I, I'm three hours in. I think I can make it until my goal is to beat it before Final Fantasy Integrate, Integrate comes out, which okay. is in, I think like two weeks, tenth, eleventh, yeah, pretty much. About two. I weeks. think I can beat it. Yeah, I think I can do it. Uh, one of my problems with the game that I didn't talk about last week was how the game doesn't. It technically tells you where to go, but it doesn't do a good job showing you where to go. Like, characters will say, hey, you go meet me at this place, or you go find this character at that place, and you can go into your journal and see that the mission is go meet this person at this place, but there is no waypointing system, and it is pretty much a trial and error thing, because... The game is still divided by... I mean, yeah, the, the game forces you to explore, but uh, me, personally, I do not like that. Uh, there was this one mission early on, which it was, you had to go find this one character, and they told you, hey, this character is in this planet. But the way that planet exploration works on Mass Effect, it is a bit complicated, where you have to... Uh, the map... You have the greater galaxy which has different points, but then you go to a certain point and that's like uh, its own system. And then you go choose one system and then it's its own, but all these different planets, which means that uh, the game doesn't tell you exactly where it is. You have to just either trial and error, see if the character is in this planet or if they, if you're lucky enough that they tell you which planet it is, you have to go into each one of these sections and have the cinematic go where you go from one part of the galaxy to the other and then see if that planet is in one of these corners of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. And one of, that's one of my biggest problems, that the game doesn't do a good job showing you where to go. Well, uh, space exploration isn't easy. Well, it's not just space exploration, even in one same map. It isn't easy. They tell you, hey, go meet me at the lunch or... Yesterday, one character told me, hey, go 
meet this one person, you I'll have to back. just take the elevator and, and yep. go left. And so I did that. I took the elevator and went left and I went left again. And then I thought that that's not where I had to go. And then I started going everywhere else. And then I finally went on YouTube and looked up where that place was. And it turns out that I had to turn left and left and keep going in this place. It didn't look like it was going to be the place, but I, there was this one wall that I had to go through uh -oh. past it. And then, then I will find that one character. And it's stuff like that. It's even worse than the Citadel, which you have to actually look at the signs to see where you are and where this other place is like this. If you go left, you'll go to these places. And if you go right, you go to these places and then you go left. And then you have to find another place where it tells you, Hey, these specific places are this way. And these others are that way. And yeah. I kind of how it was back in the, that day. It was it, it, like, it didn't hold your hand to be like, you need to go to this exact spot. It, it was just like, it's out there. Have fun. Yeah. Go find it. Sure. Get lost. Explore. Stuff like that. So Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's how people prefer it, but not me. Yeah. Especially not in 2021. Of course. Yeah. But yeah, Let that's all I have to add on the game. They get the same as the other week. The eyes are the most weird things of the remake, where they are always oh, looking... <laughs> they're always wide open and not always looking at you directly. That's funny. But that's so fun. Weird. That's just fun. There's no yeah. complaint there. That's fun. Old games sure. old. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Old games are old. Let me uh let yep. me throw it over to to you, Alan. Says uh, I know you've been uh, streaming Bayonetta, but yep. I, I'm interested about this uh, Erica. What is uh, Erica? So Erica, I feel like I've heard of it. Eric, yeah, Erica's a game I downloaded. It was on the PlayStation Plus. It was like the free PlayStation Plus game, uh, last year, fall or something, or maybe summertime. Is that like full motion? Video yes, it, it's one, it's right? an it's an FMV yeah. game. It's an FMV yeah. game. Yeah. Um, I heard some people say the game was really good. Um, obviously to add to the trophy collection, I downloaded it. It was free, and I was like, I'll check out at some point. Add it to my backlog. Um, I started playing it Thursday because like recovering from uh doctor stuff, I just kind of like like played it Thursday, and I just kind of like relaxed something that didn't take a lot of brain effort. And Erica's okay. I mean, for an FMV game, it runs really well. It looks really good. But the game's short, like you can beat the game, like you can beat the story in like an hour and 20 minutes. And how long did it take you okay. to get the platinum? I haven't got it yet. What? What? <laughs> Are you going for it? Yeah, I'm going for it. That's what, uh, that's what a trophy guide's for, for because of, some of the stuff of I want you to do is weird. But like, but like excluding even trophies, like the game, like it's weird. Erica's story is very captivating because it's kind of this thing where... You're Erica, and you play you play as her, you make choices. The game has like very bare bones interactivity. It'll just have like someone will like like a cop will put a piece of paper on the table, right? And the only thing you have to do is as Erica, you'll just use like the trackpad on the controller and you'll swipe down and it'll be like as if Erica pulled the paper to her and like picked it up. So like it has very minimal interactivity, so it doesn't even have a lot of interactivity, so it's kind of very bare bones. But the story itself of Erica is just it has a lot of great mystery. It kind of reminds me of Shutter Island in a way. If any of you guys have seen that mm, movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. It's a good one. But yeah. the game doesn't really elaborate very much, and it kind of leaves you with more questions of, like, not, not Shutter Island where, like, oh, man, 
I can draw my own conclusions. Erica's kind of like, wow, they really weren't going to explain the weird bloody noses and the weird perfume diffuser in greater detail. Like, was that real? I don't know. Like, but I mean, I can't complain. The game was PS plus free. So, I mean, I can't really complain, but I would definitely not pay for the game to play it if I didn't already have it for free. Yeah, that's fair. But, um, yeah, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't personally recommend Erica unless you kind of like bad FMV games. Then yeah, go for it. Add it to that FMV collection. Uh, I, other... I think I missed this one when I when when it came to PS Plus. I don't remember. I feel like I've always downloaded games when they come to PS Plus, but I just didn't remember this. I, uh, I, I, I only ever download PS Plus games I'm interested. Like, there's so many free games I've just let go because I'm like, I'm I'm not into that. I don't want that. Uh, they're free. You can just add them to the library. There's yeah. a button that is just add them to the library. Nah. Why wouldn't you do that? They are free. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, Erica was one of the game, those games that they talked about it when it came out. And I know a lot of people had a lot of good things to say about it. It might have even been a part of Game of the Year discussions. I think. I'm not sure. I feel like that's but a yeah, stretch. I don't know, but it's still... I. I even, I forgot about the game. The Witness is a terrible gay game. <laughs> that, yeah. that no, the Witness is to me subjectively bad, or is it objectively? Which are like okay. to me, the Witness is bad because it's a puzzle game. Like Erica, I don't think is legitimately that great of a game to be in the game of the year discussion. <laughs> uh, other than that, Bayonetta. I I did start streaming Bayonetta because um, our Patreon supporter Sam. Uh, she's been hounding me to play Bayonetta for a long time because I like those action games like Devil May Cry. Um, and Bayonetta was always like 25 bucks on PSN. So I was like, well, I don't want to spend that much because I don't really buy things unless they're on discounts because I'm always going through the deals category. So I was like, when it goes on sale, I'll buy it. It was on sale for like 12 bucks. Fuck it, I'll buy it. I've been nice. playing Bayonetta and I really like it. I do see a lot of Kamiya's references to kind of the Devil May Cry series. And like, I see a lot of, I like, I know it's Kamiya's mm -hmm. game. And I definitely can see like all of his references from like the Del May Cry stuff. Some references Dante says. I see a lot of Okami references. Like Kamiya ha literally has his entire hand all over this entire game. And the game, just like Del May Cry in action game, just oozes style. So the game's a lot of fun. Um, my first playthrough, I am fighting a lot of enemies that I feel are very annoying and frustrating and can be a little bit kind of irksome. But Sam reassures me that that's just first playthrough learning the game because the game is hard. I've died. I think I've died maybe like 35 times total. Like I've died a lot in this game so far in the days I've streamed it. But I, I like it a lot. It's really fun. Like I said, I, I, it's, I'm going to be playing Bayonetta 2 and I don't Bayo 1 even though it's not on PlayStation. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I, if you haven't played this game somehow, say, like, play it. Is, is this inspiring you or getting you more interested in being like, what's happening with that? Bayonetta 3 that they they, they yeah, hang in there I, making and then I was already interested in Bayonetta 3 because I just like the Bayonetta games because I played like the opening two missions mainly the opening mission of Bayonetta 2 and I and I love I loved it I just never quite got into cool. it because I don't really play stuff on my switch so I never got into it so when Sam had me to play Bayonetta and now playing it I would say I am more interested in Bayonetta 3 but I would I was already very interested in Bayo 3 regardless but now, like, instead of just Bayo 3 coming out, I'm just like, oh, hey, cool game is kick ass. Now I actually, like, play Bayo 3 and be like, I'm actually stoked to play the game. So I sorry. See. So sorry, Kamiya. I, I don't, I won't forget about the game. Nice, nice, nice. So yeah. 
by the way, Erika, uh, I think I might have confused confused it with another FMV game, but it has a sixty nine Metacritic. Uh, nice, uh, nice. Uh, it got uh, game of the year, game of the year. Game no, of the year. It, uh, it wasn't it, part of the 20... discussion. Wow. No, I th I think I'm thinking of another FMV game, but uh, Erika at least got a an original composition award at the twenty third annual dice. Oh yeah, Ooh. like like I said, like the music in the game, the game looks the game's very well directed. It's very well directed. What what's the FMV game I'm thinking about? I just know. Alan, I you just, also have a. I, you also have. Digimon you might be because there there was one that. Well, we already uh, talked. We already talked about that. Yeah, I just wanted to know if you wanted to mention. No, well, it was Digimon cards hard to come by. If you buy them, find them, buy them. Uh, Ignacio, there, there was one that I remember Greg Miller being really into, mm -hmm. where he was like taking notes on all the stuff, and if you like, it, it was it it was some kind of like FMV puzzle game where you're, you're like watching Skype calls or something, but you only hear one side of the conversation and all that stuff, and then you interesting. go down. Like it might be that one, but I don't remember what mm. that one is called either. So. Remember, remember that movie with that guy from Harold and Kumar? The one where he's looking for his daughter or something, and he's only on the computer. You see just through the webcam. And he's oh. probably missing or something. Mm. Uh, that does not actually ring yeah, a bell. I remember that. I remember it, that. It doesn't ring a bell? I think. It doesn't. Oh. Well. Like, was it in, was it in I, White I, Castle or was it in Guantanamo Bay? talking about. Like, which, which movie you, was it in? It wasn't in any of those movies. It's its own movie. Like <laughs> Oh yeah, then that, no, that I definitely don't know. Yeah. I forget what the guy's name is, the the one of the ones not the the Asian guy from Harold and Kumar. Harold. No, the I, game I, I, I don't know what you're talking about, but I don't remember well, anyways. the name. The the game I'm thinking about it has something to do with the interrogation tapes, I think. LA Noir. Gosh, freaking Ignacio! Oh yeah, the famous you're FMV game of the loser, dude. Come <laughs> on, you're thinking, man. you're thinking of uh of John 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 Cho, Gino, John Cho, John Cho. That's who I'm thinking of. Okay. Anyway, I haven't seen that movie. I just I just got reminded of. It. Seems interesting. Yeah. Anyway, guys, uh, I can talk about what I've been playing. I got two games that I've played. Do it. Um, Chivalry Two. Oh, uh, so... is him out? It's so I download. There's a free beta until June 1st. So by the time you hear this, it'll be done. And it comes where? out June 8th, I believe. Uh, where's so, the free it, beta? It's on Epic, on the Epic Games. Free. So mm -hmm. I downloaded it for free because I saw the trailer and I was like, this looks actually pretty, pretty cool. To, like, I had never seen it before. And I know they have a, uh, the first one, Chivalry. And I feel like I've seen like clips of that game, like in passing. But never mm -hmm. really fully invested myself into it. And then when I saw this one was coming out, and I saw some gameplay of it, I was like, that's actually, like, it seems really fun to get into that, uh, into that world. So if you don't know what chivalry is, it's, it's, like, it's pretty much a medieval, like, really traditionally medieval, medieval game where you're doing multiplayer battles of, uh, 32 on each team and you're pretty much just going to war dude you're going to war with freaking bows and arrows long swords halberds spears all that kind of stuff you have four different classes 
there's the archer the knight the vanguard which is more of a tank and i forget the other one but it's another just like a regular sword person so um i tried the demo and the way the game modes work it's like it's how do how do i explain it where it reminded me of another game i can't remember what kind of game but basically it's one whole game like one whole match where you finish an objective and then you get to the next part of the map i forget what other game does that battlefront does that battlefront battlefront too battlefront does that yeah so you finish one objective where you have to i guess you you break the castle doors or whatever and then once you break the castle doors, depending on which team you're on, you're either defending or breaking the castle doors. Um, and then once you break the castle doors, then defending, you move back, and then you defend the, the castle or whatever. And then and then if you're attacking, then you're destroying the village inside. And, and it's that kind of stuff. It was it was really fun to, especially, I, I, I assume especially for people that like to role play, it, they the in the tutorial they they put a heavy emphasis on role play, like they tell you like oh you can say this like these taunts and and make sure you do your battle cry every time you're running like like they tell you to do I that kind of stuff. I bite my thumb at thee. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so and then the other thing is I don't I don't know how the first one is. I haven't played the first one. This game is so, uh, the like the the sword play is super interesting. The way, because you have your, uh, you have your upper attack, your your stab, and then your regular slice, and then the way your 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 regular slash works, if you're slashing and you move your camera to the side, you're gonna slash faster because you have to think of your camera as your character's waist, uh... so they're they're moving as you're moving your camera. You know what I mean? Nice. It's so interesting the way they make that work. Because, like, when you get into a sword fight with someone, it can really go any way if you know what you're doing. So, like, they can just be button mashing. I, I'm I'm on mouse and keyboard or whatever controller. They can be button mashing, whatever. And then if you do one quick counter and then you do a little jab and push them back, then you could absolutely destroy them in one shot there. Like, it's just the way that the fights work, you can change them. You can change the... the 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 end of it at any moment which is really cool and um dude you it, it depends on also what what kind of slashes you do you could either chop their arm off or just one shot she's about a flesh wound yeah one shot chop their head off and mm-hmm. it's so crazy too because uh you could i've seen there's friendly fire here and they don't turn that off like you you it's this is realistic if you're gonna slash and you hit your partners that's gonna hurt them so I've seen someone running at me. The little moments that happen that are so cool. I've seen someone running at me and they go slash like while they're running and then their partner got in the way and they chopped their partner's arm off. And then <laughs> they chopped their partner's arm off. And then what I see people do when they get their arm chopped off, they obviously drop their sword, right? And they pull out a little knife to start fighting with. It's no. so crazy the, the, the shit yeah. that happens. But yeah, so I played like a few a few matches of that I'm I'm gonna buy it because it was it was really fun to play. Yeah, really jewelry cool. jewelry has always looked cool to me for a while. And I, I even got it at some point. I didn't play it much, but I didn't know the beta was open. So I I just 
as you were talking, I just downloaded it because it does yeah. look like a very funny game. Yeah, it, it is very, very interesting. It's, every match is different. Every, different stuff happens. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's really cool. You can also play in third person, which I think is interesting. Oh, it's pretty nice. cool. That you can change it. to that. So, um, mm. yeah, but uh, that's that's what I had. Pretty fun. I'm definitely. Surprised. I wonder if it's a full price game though. I don't know if it is. Seventy bucks. I can check it now. Shit, for real? Hmm? Seventy bucks. Nah. No, I can check it right now. <laughs> Better wait for well, a discount. Anyway, I would. I I wish I waited for a discount for this next game. We'll talk about Biomutant. Um, I have it. I haven't played it yet. I'm interested to hear your thoughts when you talk about it, when you play it, Alan, because uh, I'm not vibing with it, man. I'm really not. I don't know if it's just that I'm not in the mood for a game like that right now, maybe. Well, and, it's not only you. You're and, not the only uh, one that's Well, yeah, no, I were. feel yeah. a lot of people have been saying it's, it's all over the place. But yeah. the thing is, the a game is there. It's just, it's it's so interesting, this game. It's so weird. It's so... Like, the vibe that it gives off to me, which is the thing that I like about it, it gives me that Fable vibe, where you have that sort of narrator that talks over, over the things that you're doing, the way they do in Fable. And it's just like the music and the world. It's kind of like, like that Kingdoms of Amalur Fable kind of vibe it gives me. But then yeah. when it comes to the character design, it's so off-putting and just weird that 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 I mean, they are mutants. Yeah, it's not consequential to to the enjoyment of the game, but it, it, the 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 combat itself feels so light. Like there's no real impact to what I'm doing. It's so I, I don't know, I don't, the the combat feels off to me. Feels a little weird. There's also no targeting system, which is interesting, but like it sort of targets whatever you're looking at, but it's not like, like Ghost of Tsushima doesn't have a targeting system, but it, it, it goes to whoever you're looking at. It, like it, ha one... it has the rubber band or magnetic effect of whoever you're closest to it. Your, your care, your yeah. character's actions are directed that way. Well, it's, but Biomutant doesn't really do that. Yeah, that's like, I was, I was figuring like, oh, if it doesn't have a targeting system, then it might be like Ghost of Tsushima, but it, it's not, it's sort of just. When you're shooting, because you also have a gun rather, uh, other than your sword, when you're shooting and you're looking at people, the gun sword just shoots wherever it wants, kind of. It, it just He just shoots freely wherever you want to go. Um, and uh, I don't know, I haven't played that much of it, because I just, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. It, it. There is an interesting game there, but I'm not, yeah. I'm not too into it. From, from what I've heard, it doesn't make a great first impression. The narrator, while doing a good job narrating things, maybe mm. is overused and ends up kind of sucking the life out of the characterization that these characters could have. Because he speaks for these characters. Yeah, he does. In, 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 instead of them being like, oh, hey, nice to meet you. I'm Sam, the NPC. The narrator will be like, he wants you to go kill three wolves. But yeah. the but the real question is, the action gameplay, like, is it fun to fight? That, that that's what I was saying. It doesn't feel that fun to fight. Hmm. It doesn't feel that that great. It doesn't feel because it was just like, it was just the gameplay that drew drew me into Bi Mutant because I like that kind of like free yeah. action, 
combat. Yeah, it, it does. It looks cool, and there is it is interesting combat that you know you're mixing the the sword slashing with the with the gunplay, and I assume later on, because uh, I'm still early, and I assume later on when you unlock the psionic powers and the the mutations and the stuff like that, you can start mixing all that up. Um, but it in the beginning, it definitely feels really weak. Um, not weak in terms of your character isn't powerful yet, but weak in uh, in its in its experience. You know, I, I mean, guess, it, I was, well, like your your description of Biomutant also feels weak, like Biomutant, but because it doesn't really like get like because I haven't played it yet, it's not really giving me like any idea like. I have mm-hmm. ideas based on other games, but it's just like, okay, so it's fun, but not fun. Like, is it, it's, it's strong, but not it, like it's it fe- characterized, it very, but it's it not. Feels, it feels very floaty. You know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe it. It feels very floaty, the combat where it, you're like floating around, but not, it's not doing that good, uh, you know, so it feels, Batman it, Arkham. Fight, so like the you know feel I mean? of movement in combat feels more akin to like the Kingdom Hearts aerial combat versus like the grounded weighty of kingdom hearts 2 combat i guess you could say that yeah okay that's a good a good descriptor that, that gives me more yeah. of an idea yeah it it definitely it feels like a it doesn't feel like a the i guess the different way to describe it, it doesn't feel like a triple a kind of combat when it comes to that. okay there it okay like it, it, def- I, I, it definitely doesn't I, feel like I think that's one of the things that's been kind of going around is that like in previews, everyone was like, this looks amazing. This looks dope. And I think a lot of people started to expect this like triple a level of polish and thought and all that stuff. And that's not to say that they didn't put time and, and, and effort into this, but yeah, it's sounding like at the end of the day, maybe it was more of a double A thing, and I think people's expectations were too high yeah, on but this. It, it like, is oh, a small it's a group. Game Pass. A small it, group yeah, of people small, made it. Small it, team. Yeah, it definitely doesn't feel as good as it looks. I, it looks good. It, it lo- like watching it, it seems like this is really cool. This is really fast, quick paced, uh, intense combat. But once you start playing it, it doesn't doesn't feel that way feel that way it's, it's interesting but yeah i, I do want to keep going into it um to, to unlock more powers and stuff like that and, and try new uh new weapons uh there's different classes that you can play as uh, but i don't think the classes really change much you just start with a different weapon yeah um, that's what i've heard a lot of people talking about how it doesn't because i know the character selection kind of like influences how you look, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And people kept saying that that didn't really matter because mm-hmm. you could go what, any way you wanted when you played it. Yeah, you can look really ugly, dude. Like, truly, truly ugly. Like, very bad. Like, I story of my life, you like, know? Like, so bad that I, it's like, this is bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's weird. But yeah, I haven't, pl- I haven't played much of it. I want to well, hear what you, what you, yeah. what you think, Alan. When you yeah, play. don't worry. I, I judge games very harshly on their, uh, on their, on their gameplay aspect more than their, yeah. their, their story is secondary. So I'll, I'll definitely be critiquing it on the feel. Yeah, I don't. I don't the story here is pretty much. Uh, I don't think it's interesting at all, because of the way the narrator yeah. works. Yeah, you know the the characters you meet, you're not at all interested in them, um, because the narrator talks for them. 
And it's just one of those basic um, tree of life, save the tree of life from the people that are trying to affect you. All right. So, so well, yeah. with that, I think that about wraps us up for what we've been playing. So let's take a quick break for housekeeping and we will be right back. We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots, and we'd love it if you would check them all out. You can find out more information on our websites at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash The Whatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at our $3 tier, and you can get a shout out and thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash the whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, head over to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. A uh, big shout out to our Patreon supporters at the $5 tier. So thank you, Sam, so much. Uh, you have now uh, influenced the sh sh show and made Alan play Bayonetta. Uh, so there you go. Thank you for supporting us so much. We appreciate it. Thank uh, you, thank you, shout out to other cool things we've been doing this week. Uh, tomorrow, Melissa and myself will be recording our first episode episode on the review show of the netflix show dark uh this is one of my favorite shows it's a german sh show it's a time travel show it is incredible uh we've technically covered season one of this show uh, like years ago back when it was only the whatnots podcast and it was me and my friend paul uh, and it's consistently been one of our highest performing YouTube videos. Interesting. Uh, so I finally watched the entirety of the show last year, and I'm excited to dive back in uh, and check it out. Uh, and I'm excited about that. The week after that, if everything goes according to plan, we're going to have Alan on the review show. Uh, and I think we will be not sure uh, what we're talking about yet but we will let you all know very soon um with that so make sure you go check out all of that stuff on our website uh but let's go ahead and get into the news of the week <laughs> all right guys e3 season has begun my friends because we got a handful of showcases this week. Sure has. So yeah. many video game announcements. So let me start here with... I put all of them into one little... One thing. So... <laughs> Where titled it E3, right? Uh, so yeah. let's uh, start with uh, one of the first showcases here that we can talk about. Um, Sonic had a showcase. Uh, the 30th anniversary showcase. That they did. That Sega did with... Uh, what's it called? Sonic Company? What is it called? But anyway, Team Sonic. I have no idea. Team Sonic, yes, Team Sonic. 
Team Sonic and Sega did a 30th anniversary showcase where they announced a bunch of random Sonic stuff. But uh, here I pulled out a little bit, some of the notable things. Uh, let me go here. Number one, Sonic Colors is being remastered as Sonic Colors Ultimate, available on September 7th for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. There's a, a new Sonic game, possibly called Sonic Rangers, coming in 2022 for our current and next-gen consoles. And uh, we got some Sonic jewelry coming coming over to us. Bling, so. bling. Some nice bling with uh, I think it's Tails, <laughs> Sonic, um, Knuckles, and Shadow, right? I think it is. And uh, I think it is. Also, here, I don't think this wasn't part of the showcase, right? But another re- Sonic related news Roger Craig Smith is returning as the voice of Sonic. Now, do you guys yep. know, uh, uh, Ignacio, do you know who, what for? Is it for the game or? Uh, do you, as far as I know, Roger Craig Smith was for a while the official voice of Sonic. That means on the, when I'm mistaken, he was the voice of Sonic on the shows. He was the voice of Sonic on the games. Alan, no. So I I already pulled it up because I remember I remember this from a while ago. Mm-hmm. It was never actually fully confirmed because Roger Craig Smith was the voice of Sonic, but it was in around early 2010 that there were rumors that Roger Craig Smith was not was gonna was gonna there was gonna be a new voice for Sonic. Mm-hmm. But it never really left the rumor phase. No, because these the news of him leaving is n- newer news. No, it, it's new, but that this that's where the journey started. Like that's where it initially began that he was not going to be the voice of Sonic anymore. But then yeah, as but time, he put, a, he yeah. put out a statement about it, saying how he yeah, was like heartbroken a couple months that ago. he was that he was leaving Sonic. Mm. Yeah, so it, he was it, out as Sonic. It has his tweet. It shows his tweet in this thing I looked up where it's the wealth over 10 years was an amazing run onward to new zones. Much love to the fans who've been so kind. It's been an honor. But nowhere in here does it say that Roger Craig Smith was officially not going to be the voice anymore. So they might have been in talks. There might have been talks of Roger not being the voice and he just kind of assumed that he wasn't returning. So he was just sending much love to the fans. But there's nowhere in here does it confirm he was not going a, to come back voicing. Do huh? you have his new tweet? His new tweet? No, yeah, the new one is the heart being stitched back together. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying in uh, this, the, though, they, it, it never confirmed official. Roger was not going to be the voice anymore. It was, prob- it was only rumors, and it probably just assumed he wasn't returning, so he sent out that tweet. Well, now he's back. So yeah, no, we also got the new Sonic game, possibly called Sonic Rangers. Any interest uh, from any of you guys for, for this game? Trailer didn't show enough, but being a Sonic yeah, fan, I'll buy it. Show me, show me the chow. So, so you're, are you our Sonic fan here then, Alan? Is yeah. That, are you, you're a Sonic fan here? What do you think of Sonic Colors Ultimate then? I, I like it a lot. Sonic Colors, I know, was kind of part of like the after bad years of Sonic following like 06 and the kind of games that preceded it before Unleashed. Sonic kind of recovered a bit. So Colors is kind of in this awkward area where if you played Sonic in the like Sonic 06 and then were burned by what happened and all of that and how bad it was, you might have ignored Colors because of falling off of Sonic at that point. So I think giving Sonic Colors specifically a chance to come back is great cuz I think out of Unleashed in Colors, I think Colors was better received. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I- I also played Colors back in the day on the Wii, and I do not remember pretty well how much of the Wii 
uh, the Wii controller was implemented on the game. Because it will come out on the PS4 and the Xbox One, so I wonder yeah. if there was any Wii implementation in there, how it will be dealt. Yeah, I, only, I think bring yeah. I think bringing colors back is a great way to kind of see yeah. if like if colors was actually like well received or if it was actually people just didn't like like it's a good way to kind of test to see if they can bring other games of that style back. I I do find it curious that they are bringing back colors in specific because it was one of the better received Sonic games, mm-hmm. but it, it's also kind of like in the middle of many other Sonic games so much as to I don't think people ever think about Sonic Colors. No, I and that's why like and you're right there's a lot of other games but I think they're doing Sonic Colors because they're they're it's going back to that 06 year of how bad it burned and the two big games that were well received that are kind of shaky is Unleashed and Colors. They have a lot they have a lot of other games, Unleashed yes. Didn't. But Colors didn't was definitely colors. a better mm. was more positive than Unleashed, because Unleashed had the Werehog and... Yeah. I liked Unleashed on the PS2, but I, I know people didn't like that game much. Yeah, so... I played the, yeah. the Shadow Hedgehog one with the guns. Yep. That's Damn. the one that I played. Uh, what was that? Uh, was that 360? That, uh, Shadow the Hedgehog, underrated. Yeah. That game was better than you think. It was pretty good. Really? I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Really? Uh, some news that you didn't include here was that Sonic is gonna show up on several different games. For yeah. example, in the official Olympic Games, as a not even Sonic himself, he is like a a person wearing a Sonic costume, yeah. which I thought was pretty fun to which have. Which is it hype. Of, it's hype. Yeah, and it made it made the game look pretty cool. Uh-huh. To be honest, <laughs> the the game looked cool. If I'm being honest, and the other thing is that it it will be on Sonic. One of the original Sonics will be on. Uh, the new Judgment game, which if you do not know, something that the Yakuza games and Judgment games always do is that they have the Sega arcades on, in there oh, as, right, to, yeah. as like places where you can go and you can play classic arcade games. And uh, I always found it weird that they didn't have Sonic since it is a Sega, it is Sega arcade, it is, Judgment is made by Sega and Sonic is one of their biggest games. So I, I always find it weird that they didn't have a name like Sonic there. Mm. But he... One of the games is going to the next Judgment Games. That's Re- cool. Rest in peace, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. We'll get you someday. Sure. Yeah. Alright, we also got a Dying Light 2 showcase. We got some mm-hmm. gameplay and a release date. It is coming out December 7th, 2021. Uh, I don't know about Alan and Kyle, but me and Ignacio are very excited. That looked so good. It, it did look really great. good. It looked really good. So, I'm also very excited for this. So I played Dying Light 1 back in the day. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, but I didn't stick with it for very long. But looking at uh, even Thanks, Dying, Light, I, Dying Light, it was like Dying Light 2. It was a game that I didn't, hadn't seen much of it because it, it is a game that got revealed a while back and yeah. has been like off the radar since then. So I I was a bit interested on Dying Light 2, but it, it wasn't that much. And then seeing what they showed on the showcase, it has me super hyped because the game looks so good. Really does. So cool. Yeah. It, it looks awesome. I remember I played, so I played Dying Light 1 a lot with friends and, and I played the, the following DLC and all that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And man, that's, that's one of those games that really freaking 
it's so fun to play not alone you need to play because it's so it gets so scary dude what it really does get so come on Alan, that game solo, is scary as solo that whole it. solo that whole game no no oh, wait it. not even a little uh, no did you did you try uh, did you plan him uh i couldn't because i couldn't get one of the online trophies ah stupid uh, online trophy. Anyway, Dude, so yeah. I, I play Dying Light. I ran around all the time at night because you got more experience. Like, I embrace the night. That is so scary, dude, that night. Dude. So, that, Kyle, have you played, have you played this game at all, Kyle? Cowards. I have not, no. So, so look, the, the cool thing about Dying Light, uh, Kyle, is that there's the, it really is uh, the daytime and nighttime cycles are really important because... What um, I've heard, yeah. yeah did, did you watch the showcase? I did not. So the, Have you at, at, seen Dying Light? Do you know what I? Yes, I I know what the game is. That's why I know why the day and night cycle is important. Yeah. So at nighttime it gets really and like it gets truly dark, truly dark. Like you have just your subtle Alan staying power. You can barely see. So I'll get I'll get a brighter pen. So there's this one moment I remember in in the following where it expands and it takes you to like this open area field or whatever I remember. And I was playing with my friend and we decided to venture out at night. Right. And we had our little buggy and we went into one of the caves where they're not out because they're out. Now they're, now they're exploring the, the big monsters exploring. whatever. So we went into their cave, got our freaking loot. And then we started getting chased by so many and you can't, see them you hear like you hear them and it's so crazy because like my friend's riding the buggy and then i'm like in the back like holding on standing or whatever and it's just it's one of those moments where they're freaking driving at like 100 miles per hour or whatever and then a zombie just dashes like dives in front of you and freaking you, you fall off and and it's dark and you're crying and and you're trying to live, and it's such a good game, dude. And Die, Dying Light yeah. 2 looks even better, and I can't wait. To, it looks so much better. I, I was surprised that they they showed a release date. I, I I thought this game was going through some hard freaking times. Well, they kept saying that they, they were going to release the game this year. If you remember, uh, a couple of months ago, they put up a video, mm-hmm. uh, like a developer talking about, Video or something like that, that they kept saying that no, the game is coming out this year. So we'll see if they'll stick with it coming this year. But man, like that, what they showed was so cool. So what, I, what did you think, I, Alan, of Dying Light? I I think Dying Light Two is gonna be amazing. I mean, I love the gameplay of Dying Light One. The only thing of Dying Light One that was kind of unremarkable is its story for the most part. It wasn't anything like to write home about that was like alt- altering. So the trailer of Dying Light 2, I think, does a good job kind of building more suspense for the story and everything else, which I think is a good is a good step because Dying Light 1 doesn't really engross you in the story that much. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what they'll improve in the gameplay because I thought Dying Light 1's gameplay and mechanics of like risk versus reward of nighttime versus daytime was so well designed and such a great incentive that I'm not really sure what you can improve, but I'm excited for all the changes and improvements to come. They, it looks like they're going even crazier with... Yeah. Gameplay, yeah, with guns and stuff yeah, like that. The like sword, they... the, yeah, the, we- melee, the melee weapons. Well, they had stuff like they... that, but they're like, they're like, yeah. like, like till level ten. 
Yeah, but it, it felt with what they showed, like it felt like they kept going and going and making it even hyper yeah. and hyper. Like they had the you throw the spear at one zombie. They had like the the scorpions thing that you can throw and pull back, or them cutting people's heads and stuff I, like that. And I just also for the for the nighttime they showed how you have now these. It looked like a like a UV light or something. Like like a UV grenade kind of thing you could throw out. Or not even grenade, but instead of a flashlight, you had like this UV light for you that if yeah, if you yeah, point it at, at one zombie, for people yeah, like Geo who can't handle the nighttime. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, night, can... Dude, I'm just excited to run around at nighttime for that double EXP again and trying to fight some of the nighttime zombies early game to get oh. those early levels. Mmm, hot damn! I can't freaking win. But yeah, but what what had me even hyper is that it looks way more vertical than to me. Dying Light One looked. But it looks more of a city that you have to you can scale, as opposed to Dying Light One, which was more like smaller buildings that you could scale. So that has me pretty excited for for the verticality opportunities, and also the story things that they showed how yeah. your decisions will impact the game in. Not even small ways, in pretty big ways. I don't. Which has me I don't fully trust bad. that because a lot of games will say that your stories make a big difference, and then it just kind of is just like some small gimmick. Like they I, keep it, going. It, it might, one of, but I don't. It's skeptical. One of the one of the examples that is always brought up with the game is like there's this one area of the map which is flooded, and you can choose whether to. I don't know if it, it is flooded and you can raise it up, or if it is the other way around. But the developers keep saying that if it, that place is flooded, you cannot go there in the story. Mm-hmm. If you choose to keep it flooded or have it flooded, the whole section will not be available. Interesting. Man, but that's not... That's, yeah, all right. Yeah, okay. No, you, you said that choose, the choice is... Not, it's not really like... He, I think he's talking more so in the story. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, the story might end in a similar place. Yeah, is sure. Is saying... Because all, all kinds of games have choices not, of things but... you can, like, do or whatever. Like, there's all kinds of... Like, those are fine. I, when you say choices, I'm thinking, like, you can, like, save people. You can do this. If you say this person, like, it's mm-hmm. going to radically alter equipment or stuff that you'll get or supplies to the story or radical changes where it can have, like, a different ending and stuff for to- choices. Like, I don't... Yeah, well, what they showed and mentioned, it, it, to me, it does feel like it will be pretty impactful. We'll see. That was it. Well, and one, but one last thing that they revealed was that there is now a platinum edition of the game, which has with for Dying Light One, which has the game and every DLC, which a normal price is ninety nine bucks if I'm not mistaken. But right now they have it at seventy five percent off, or twenty five bucks. Cool. So if you want to pick it up. All right, guys. Well, we got the the biggest showcase here of the week. We got Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, no Ew. release date though. Uh, so, uh, Kyle, what what'd you think of this? What'd you think of this? It looked beautiful. I'm stoked. Yeah, I cannot oh wait gosh. to play this. Um, God, yeah, it looked gorgeous. Uh, I think the combat looked really, really good. I I I, I know the c- combat in the first one was amazing. Uh, it looks like they are taking that to the next level. It looked fairly polished it looked like they they knew exactly what they wanted to do with that and they've been making it uh i guess my problem is that i don't really remember anything about the story of the well, first one mine's the game like, there's there's something about that game i i i, I know for a lot of p- people there's the fact that it 
came out like just bef before Breath of the Wild. So they started it and then never finished it. Well, 2017 uh, is when it came out. It, when Breath of the Wild came out? 2018? Like two weeks after that. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it came out yeah. like two, a week or two after. Yeah. Yeah. It was so if, if, if you're in my shoes, right. I didn't have a Switch back then. So I played uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, but there was also right. just something right. about the story. Like as much as I loved it and th thought it was neat, I don't remember what happened. Uh so I'm I like I'm a little bit worried about that but I'll, you know, go on YouTube, yeah. YouTube and figure it out. Uh and then I I know they say it was gameplay that was sh shown it seemed very scripted gameplay mm -hmm. uh which is kind of standard so I'm I'm sure it showed off a lot of stuff that we could do. But it's also one of those things of like I'm kind of skeptical of like how this actually will play out. No, uh, uh, yeah, I think that I don't think that they lied to you that much. The small, the small tidbit that they showed, um, I thought that obviously the game looks incredibly beautiful. I, her, her, the really? first one looked beautiful already, and uh, this was just even better. I don't, I have no idea how this is gonna run on a base PS4. I don't know. I think it's going to be so uh, loud. Yeah. But, uh, Two frames the, a second or the, something. God. The one moment that really uh, got me was when she went underwater. And mm. it doesn't worry me for this game, but it would worry me for any other game because Anthem did. When Anthem, when they first showed Anthem and you mm. go underwater, it looked absolutely beautiful. And then that game is you know what it is you know we yeah. know what happened again. but i am confident that uh they know what they're doing so that that the whole underwater stuff looks freaking awesome it, it looks it looks be be between the 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 first horizon game and then death stranding we know that the environments are incredible that they can make in in that engine, engine. yeah um so, yeah, like it. I I'm expecting good things yeah. from this. Yeah, this game's definitely. Uh, I'm I'm so I, so. They posted in the PlayStation blog after the after the showcase that development is on track. And uh, when they first announced this game, they did announce the 2021 release date. Uh, so they announced the year 2021. So I assume we're still getting it 2021. What do you What do you guys think? What do you what do you think, Gus? Maybe fall. I personally don't think. Personally, do not think that it will come out this year. It doesn't yeah. feel like it is. Yeah. Do you think that maybe they omitted the date to announce it at E3 when they have a better, uh, a bigger no. showcase? I no. don't think no. so. I if indeed they, I do not remember, but if indeed they did say 2021 last time that they showed it. It does seem pretty suspicious that they didn't even show 2021 this time. Yeah. It's because I, it, it's, I think about Ratchet, right? That they said June. Um, when did they say June? What, like three, 11. a month ago? Mm -hmm. um, no, when did they announce it? That it was coming uh, out. Oh, like uh, several weeks ago, actually, when they had the when they had the like show. Three, it was like three weeks ago, or four, yeah, it was. Or, it was only a handful of weeks ago. ago. Wasn't yeah. very long ago. Not that long ago. So yeah, yeah, so nearly a month, a month and a half out from the release date, they announced the release of Ratchet Clank. 
So I think that there's still time for them to give a release date for Horizon, maybe in around E3 time, or I'm assuming it could be a October, September release. So sometime in July I, or August, we'll probably see something. I think this. Yeah. I think not showing the release date is just to soften the blow for when they tell you that it's gonna have to probably get pushed to like early 2022. Mm-hmm. Mm. Also, it does remind me of uh, The Last of Us Part yeah. 2, which it it got its first big demo mm-hmm. showcased on, I think, one of the, or the last uh, PSXs. Yeah. And it, it wasn't until the year after that, or even two years after that, that the game did come out. So this is the first that we're seeing a big demo of of Horizon. So I think we have might have the same situation here. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe, maybe we'll have some more info on it around E3. So maybe, maybe we'll E3 is pretty cool. Um, Alan, what did you think of the Horizon? It was okay. Did you play the first one? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I completely finished the first one. I'm kind of like Kyle. I don't remember much of the story, but I also don't remember much of the intricacies of the gameplay. So Mm -hmm. watching the game, the, the get the gameplay trailer of this Horizon just kind of left me like. I don't remember the gameplay motions of the first one. So this just looks a little kind of all over the place. Like I get what they're doing and I get it. It's meant to be chaotic. And that's not what I'm complaining about. Just the, without having some kind of refresher of how the combat works, it just looked kind of like a mess. And I can't really describe it any better, but like I watched the trailer and I just kind of thought it disagree. I looked at it and I was like, looks okay. It looks okay. That, First one really focused on like you had to hit the no I like the giant gi- 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 giant monsters in specific spots yeah, yeah. so I just feel like that that was I just I just feel ahead, like for Ignacio. how intricate the gameplay is of like shooting armor off enemies and everything else I feel like if you're not already into the mechanics of Horizon it just kind of oh okay just shoot what I thought on on their head what HUD was a basic arrow at a metal plate okay. Oh, you use this cool slingshot to goop the monster? That's the machine. That's pretty cool. But like, I can't, I can't accurately describe it. I just watched it, and I was just like, yeah, this looks okay. Like, I'm not... I, I, and I agree with you guys. The game looks pretty, but graphics don't matter that much to me. Like, you can be as pretty yeah. as you want, but if, I, if your gameplay just looks a little sketch to me for whatever reasons I can't describe, I can't, I can't fully to be me, on board. it was the, the extra depth of, like, yeah, now you're not just attacking these things, but you're like slowing them d- d- down with this goop. You have that like sling or the the but, shot thing that's like yeah. flying you up and around like that. Yeah, you yeah. couldn't do in the first game. The, like, gra- the grappling that looked amazing. The grappling hook and the paraglider looked. The grappling hook and the paraglider were pretty cool. I'll give it that. But the goop slowing the enemy down in spot that's not technically that get itself is new. That mechanic of kind of halting the monster is not new. That's yeah, just taking a mechanic yeah, and just switching the gadget around. That's traps. Yeah, yeah, so like that's not that's not like, oh my god, this whole brand the only truly brand new things was underwater. The like in terms of gameplay was the underwater, which I'm curious how that combat will go somehow. That was really cool. I'm with Gino there. And the grappling hook and the paraglider. There was also the spear, Alan, that he threw. Yeah, I, yeah, I have to disagree. I had to disagree here. But like, yeah. but like the yeah, the the, the Aloy using her anime powers with a special move, 
that's cool, but Still like, badass, but like, <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's just cool. Like, yeah, I, I, how practical is it in combat? How great is it? Is like, mm, uh, mm. it's. I have, I have all these here. unanswered questions that, like, because I have these questions and they're not answered, I just can't. I can't love it. I just like it. That's fair. I have to disagree here with Alan. I think that the gameplay feels more actioning even than the first horizon. I feel like the first horizon yeah. had more of an emphasis on the bow and arrow and the melee was there, but it kind of felt like an afterthought. Again, I haven't played the game in so long, but that's what I remember. But from what I got here was that they, the gameplay feels more actiony. Even here going hand to hand against the other enemy just with their spear, it looks so much more fluid, so much more actiony, even fast and and at cool no even at, at no point did I say anything was just bad. Like I'm not saying anything specifically is bad. I'm just saying I can't describe what about the gameplay wasn't there for me. I I'm not saying any of it was bad. I see all of it that's improved. There's just something about watching it that just isn't clicking completely okay so i don't know yeah, what it is fine. so i'm not saying anything's bad so don't say mm -hmm. i think it's bad you said kina looked bad so. well kina Ooh. kina's gameplay doesn't look good so fuck you <laughs> i feel like ellen has something against bow and arrow i don't know maybe i kina, i love i love the bow and arrow in last and staffs, staffs. Like this, uh, and staffs because kina has a staff just yeah like and staffs too oh. yeah i to me i i'm with what cal said before which i I started the game, I played my maybe halfway through it, the first horizon, and then for the what did come out. And so that took my time. I came back to it several months later and finished the game after that. Which meant that I forgot a lot about the story and I still think that the story that was there was pretty cool, but I feel like if I hadn't yeah. had that big gap in between, it would have clicked way more with me. But the story did feel pretty cool as to because there was this mystery as to why are there robot dinosaurs roaming and around. Yeah, and I think that they, by the end of it, how you discover that and Aloy's past even, I, I thought that was pretty cool. So I'm, I'm looking forward to playing this game. Hopefully it doesn't come out right before Breath of the Wild 2 this time. I feel like that's also and... what they're waiting for. <laughs> Maybe they're uh, ready for we'll that. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> because because that's that's the other thing with this game that it feels like they are taking even more inspiration on Breath of the Wild. Oh like yeah. The glider. Definitely. And it it seems like the even the climbing will be improved here. So hopefully they can avoid Got that it. situation again. But something that I want to show shout out is that the game is set on San Francisco, and I feel like the game is taking advantage of that. I was watching kind of funny's reaction to it, and of course they are, they all live in San Francisco. That's where they are, and they called out how Aloy was walking on Lombard Street, straight up. And once you get on top of Lombard Street, they, you can see the Golden Gate Bridge. I so I, I find it that it is pretty cool that they are using this setting, uh, like that because Horizon Zero Dawn, I think, was it was in some generic. Area. I think it was Seattle. Or not generic, but no name place. Seattle? I don't think it was. I don't remember. Anyway. It was more east. I think that's why this one is the Forbidden West. Yeah. And also, I, I like Seattle? how it... Also, I like how the the setting feels more... I don't know how to describe it. Like, dense, for example. Like, you... Ha the, game's, the gameplay started in, like, a jungle environment. 
and i feel like something like that where you will fully submerged in that area it feels like there that wasn't something that you saw on the first horizon yeah, it feels very lively very lively yeah let's uh let's move on to the next showcase here um i know for sure alan you're excited you're excited for this oh yes i i um, think i was actually awake when the showcase happened awesome awesome so this is, we're talking about the dragon quest showcase they had a 30th 35th anniversary so uh five years older than sonic Definitely more popular. Right, guys? Sure. Well, subjective, but... I got some some notable things here. Um, Dragon Quest X Offline announced for a planned 2022 release. Uh, This is... Dragon Quest X, if you don't know, is the MMO. Uh, So they announced sort of an offline version that they want to release for um, worldwide. Uh, The... uh, they didn't say when or anything, so there's not much details on that. I really want to so play. So they it. did. So they did the Final Fantasy name Dragon Quest Ten. In they maybe made it well, online. Their Dragon Quest Ten, um, in in that uh franchise is the MMO version of Dragon Quest. Um, yeah, so, and I've always wanted to play that one. It looks freaking incredible. It came out for the Wii, uh, in in Japan, and and uh, it has not been released over here, and they have no intention of releasing it over here which sucks because i want to play that game so bad but that's one yeah, of the we things never, we never we never got 10 over here yeah Rip. Rip. sucks um dragon quest 3 remake in the octopath traveler engine was announced freaking incredible that's uh, neat what did they call it 3d 2d yeah it's called a 3d 2d um something 3d 2d something yeah. I what it's called. But that's what they're that's the where they're naming them the octopath traveler and project triangle strategy that's what that's their new genre, the two D, three D, whatever it is. Um, let me go. Let me go through these uh, last two. Uh, Dragon Quest Treasures three D puzzle platformer was announced, and uh, Dragon Quest twelve: The Flames of Fate, uh, which is a follow up to Dragon Quest eleven, of course, was described as a more adult Dragon Quest game, and all these games, for the first time, will have a simultaneous worldwide release. So. Uh, Alan, are you excited for Dragon Quest Twelve and all these other ones? I well, okay. If I'm just breaking it all down, ten being an MMO, not for me. Don't play MMOs. Yeah. So that ten's already off the board. O- offline, maybe. Dragon Quest Three, I think, is great because Dragon Quest Three, I know, is some people's favorite Dragon Quest game, and that getting remade in the Octopath Traveler engine, as you said, Gino, it does look really incredible. The little bit that they did show and stuff that we saw. Yeah. So I never played three because I've only I'm not like the biggest DQ fan. I played like the original series of Dragon Warrior Monster and then eight and twelve. Um. So having three, I will definitely pick that up. Three D puzzle platformer. You, you already know I'm not playing that. Look, look, look what's in its title. Puzzle. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. We're not playing. Definitely that. not a puzzle game. The one I want to actually say with adding a couple things is the Dragon Quest twelve. Yeah. So when I when I saw this on Twitter break out with some of the people I followed that were talking about this. People are kind of worried about, like, I have faith in it because I kind of like when things innovate a little bit, even though Dragon Quest is known for not really innovating a whole lot. Dragon Quest is known as being the series under Square Enix now that stays the same and traditional, where Final Fantasy is the series that experiments and changes. Yeah. So you did mention that it'll have a darker tone, like a more adult game. That That's true. That's one thing people are kind of iffy on. I'm pretty excited because I think that I like the more darker, more adult kind of stories. The other things, too, is 
They said that Dragon Quest will see big changes <laughs> coming to its command battle system, and that's yeah. what people are really upset about. Is because, like I mentioned, being traditional, people don't really want Dragon Quest to change very much. So there's been a lot of rumblings of what the combat's going to change or what's going to look like. So no one's really cemented anything. We haven't heard anything. So grain of salt of like what it might look like. But I know people were very worried about that. Could it be like a Final Fantasy situation? We no, no fifteen. They're they're assuming it's going to be something similar more to that kind of like free action, which people don't really want Dragon Quest to be because Dragon Quest is traditional turn based. Mm -hmm. And the it last seemed, one is it seemed it, like it was going to stick to the turn base, but change it a little bit. Uh, yeah, we don't they, we don't know the extent of how much they're going to change. But when they say yeah. that big changes, that's what has people worried because big changes isn't just oh a slight a slight alteration. And the last one is, it says, impactful player choices, which will change the course of the story and will return to the series. So, you just spoke I, about that. I, I don't know how I feel about that one, because, like, I don't really like player choice, because I feel like, in the end, when it returns to the original series, or, like, how the story's supposed to end, your choices don't really feel like they matter. So I don't really think having that, I'm not excited for that part, but I'm hoping that if it's in there, it's just going to be some little, like, cosmetic or minor thing. And it will really be something of absolute no consequence. And the logo of Dragon Quest XII, if you've looked at the logo compared to all the other ones, it is much darker and more like mature looking yeah. than all the other logos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it looks intense. So yeah, cool. very the, excited. The, the exciting thing is here, uh, and because they've never done this before, the simultaneous worldwide release. So uh, games like cool. obviously Dragon Quest X, they don't want to release it over here. I don't know why. I hate that. I want to play that game. But uh, Dragon Quest XI, we waited, I think, a year for it to come over here. Um, yeah, I uh, think so. That, and that was the shortest amount of time we waited for a Dragon Quest game to, to, be, to be brought out over here. So mm -hmm. the fact that they're releasing most of these new ones, um, 3 Remake, uh, uh, the puzzle platformer, and 12, all simultaneously, is very cool. So that's uh, good for fans of Dragon Quest and... Uh, I have not. I've played Dragon Quest Eleven. I like those games, um, but I, I, they're so in, you know, there's so much, so much of a time sink that I haven't really got into. Uh, but I'm definitely yeah, play, Mr. Plays FF14. Worried about exactly. time sink. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why I would play the freaking ten MMO. I would freaking love that. I love that. It's just my kind of game. But anyway, move on to the last showcase we saw. Far Cry 6 gameplay shown and a release date October 7th, 2020. We got, um, what's this guy's name again? Uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Giancarlo Esposito. Playing, uh, what, what? He's a, what is he, a Cuban or something? The, no, it, the it is set in a fictional island, but it, yeah. it is very clearly inspired by Cuba. Yeah, that's it what they said it, right? They inspired by it. Yeah, it, I mean, it is this island run by a dictator that got cut off of the whole rest of the world, and you are playing as a guerrilla member. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it is pretty much inspired by Cuba. Yeah. Game looks cool. It looks interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, I, the thing is about uh, Far Cry games, I, they always look cool to me, and then I play them and I get old. So, I don't. I don't really? Yeah. <laughs> so, but this one does look even cooler than the other one. So, I don't even. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's going to be the I, same thing for me. I'm a big fan of the Far Cry games since Far Cry 4. Uh, so I, I, 
What's funny for me is that I feel like those types of games are games that I get into, but I never finish. But somehow I finished all Far Cry games since 4. And so looking at this game, it does feel like they it, it gets me excited. It looks better than Far Cry 5 that we that was the last one that we got because I feel like the the terrain is is interesting and also something that we haven't seen much on Far Cry is that they there will be a city setting on in here. There will be bigger bigger uh, structures. Which, even though it is more of the, uh, of course, how do I put it, like, old Hispanic yeah. uh, kind of buildings, it's still, just having these taller buildings to me, it gets me pretty excited for it. Again, same as Far Cry, it is exciting that we're getting a new level of verticality. And also, they, again, I was seeing the, I was watching kind of Funny's reaction to it, and there they had Steve Saylor, which got to play the game. And one of the things that he talked about was how uh, it feels like the game is going to re react to your actions more than before. Like the example that he mm -hmm. gave was that there are these checkpoints that you have to go through in your car. And so if you go through them and you p just pass through them without getting checked, the guards will pull up like things to pop your tires. Mm -hmm. And so stuff like that has me pretty excited. I love how, how or I like when games react to your actions the the one thing that i didn't like about far cry 5 was that you're getting attacked absolutely constantly and there's no safety yeah that's and it was it was like i understand like being in an area where it is gonna be tough but it just got annoying at some point like let me get to my let me get to my waypoint <laughs> you know yeah. like it, i do expect it to yeah. be thank you we'll see so unfortunately ubisoft kind of fell into their old habits uh this this week to ac according to the gamer.com uh they interviewed Ubisoft about uh, themes yeah. of fascism, slavery and martial law with Far Cry 6. Yeah. And uh it turns out in the interview they didn't ask them specifically but the guy went ahead and was just like, yeah, we don't want to make a political statement with this game. And it's just, it's another one of those eye-rolling moments of that, that, that I, I, I think for me plays into why I haven't really played these games yet of like, they look neat, but then when it gets out there, people just kind of get over them real fast and yeah. it's like it's it's a good game like it's it's fun but they're also just not saying anything about this which just kind of uh, makes the game fall flat i think for a lot of people i i saw that interview which is again we've seen that so many other times with other ubisoft games that yeah they say hey the game is not political even PR though speak. even though it is kind of hard to not make it political my personal view here is that I do not need everything, every piece of media I game to have a statement. So personally, sure. I they if they say that the game isn't making a statement, isn't political to me, it's fine. I don't I, I don't get the whole like I saw Kotaku put up a, an article talking about it, and I do not get why people keep want keep wanting games and everything to have a political statement. Yeah. I just do not like that. If they say, it's, if they say it doesn't, sure, 
we can think yeah. differently. Sure, I, let's leave it there. Why? Why keep going? I agree with you. Why I pressing? think, especially with Far Cry, though, they keep setting themselves up for this, though, where it's like the themes are these like heavily political statements and settings and all of that stuff, and at the end of the day, they're just like, oh yeah, we're not trying to do that it's like well so, you can have a similar kind of game and like uh, i still I think the, not the setting all, itself like is, not set it in all of that the stuff, setting you know? itself to me is what drives it even though it you don't go there for the story you want you go there for the set pieces and the setting and that kind of stuff i, I agree with you ignacio yeah. I, I feel like so they could say they're not trying to make a political statement and that could very well be true, but the game is political. That's it. That, that, like, sure, you're fighting against the Exactly. The game is political, yeah. but they're not trying to make a political statement. That's, that's totally understandable. You could, you could separate those two things. Yeah. Like, the game could be very political. It could be... You just want to you know, make a game where you attack a dictator. Exactly. That's all it is. This yeah. stuff happens, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's... I don't very... I do not need them to tell me that dictators are bad. <laughs> we know that they're yeah. bad. I just want to take down the dictator. Like, you, you start thinking about, like, oh, yeah, like, you can go very bare bones. Yeah, that's a bad guy that wants to take control yeah. of these people. And that's it. It could also be it's very politically kind of driven, but they're not trying to make mm -hmm. any sort of yeah. statement. That's it. I understand. I understand that. Okay, but uh, I don't know, I get but... the obsession of when it, it always happens. The game has a Ubisoft game has some political thing. I don't remember which or what the last game was. That happens. PR says that the game doesn't have a political theme. Someone writes writes an article saying that how is this not political and keeps pushing the political thing and the cycle keeps repeating itself. That's weird. Yeah. That's when you just that's when you just choose to look the other way and just choose to just not care. Yeah. Like the game. Yeah. I, I I at the end of the day, yeah, not all art has to say something or yeah. say something specific, right? Uh I it's just it's one of those weird things where it's like, yeah, they do kind of keep setting themselves up for the opportunity to say something or say something poignant. Yeah. And especially in in a I, 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 I'm not sure if it's fair to say an entire industry that like sh shies away from trying to say stuff like that. But we've seen so much media try to be this like hands off, like, oh, you can think whatever you want about it. And mm -hmm. I, I, I think there is a subset of people that's just like, like, you can say something like take a stand for some things like i might not have to uh, to agree with it but if you mm. make a good story and a good game with that then there's potential there i don't so. i don't fully agree with that i i think to me personally if you want to make a statement go and make a statement and i i do like things but depending on the thing that do try to make a statement and stuff like that but i also find value on things just doing it for the fun of it, not having to have any deeper meaning of it. Yeah. And yeah, yeah I, I feel like this industry in specific, I feel like there are so many people that want games to have a, um, a, want a deeper meaning, want, want them to say something, but they want to say what they want to hear. So, so sure. then yeah. you, then 
you, if you say something, you fall into the trap of, am I saying the right thing or the thing that you want to hear? I mean, so I understand why people want to shy away from trying to say something. I mean, I don't really think this is like talking about the the Far Cry Six showcase anymore. So like, I think yeah, but it is. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, and, yeah, yeah. The, the I, I just want to play. I just want to play. Cool. I, mean, I just want to play games and kill dudes. That's it. There you go. Yeah, you're promoting you murder, go. Alan. You're promoting cool. murder. You freaking well, murderer, dude. Well, games You've... are promoting it. Sorry, <laughs> games cause violence. There you go. Just said it. The game looks pretty cool. Yeah, I am look, looking forward to it. Giancarlo Esposito, yeah. let's yeah. just remember he's not. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, number two, Uncharted 4 coming to PC. Oh, Lord. Sony had an investors relation meeting on May 27th, and as part of the presentation, Uncharted 4 was listed, was listed as coming to PC. This comes off the tales of Days Gone, which just released in Horizon Zero Dawn a few months ago. Okay. Thoughts? Yeah. Cool, None. right? Uh, the cool. Well, the, the whole yep. presentation itself was pretty interesting. A lot of things were revealed that I don't think they, they wanted to. Uh, for Uncharted 4, it does show that they are m more committed than even I thought that they would be to PC, to bring their games to PC. We saw Days Gone now. We saw, I think, last year Horizon come to it. Yep. And mm -hmm. now Uncharted 4, I think that they are more... They are more committed than I thought, but I do not think that they are as committed as people might think that they are. I think that at most they will put one game a year on PC, and even then, Uncharted 4 is an older game. Oh yeah, it's never going to be honest. simultaneous. I, I yeah. yeah. Next one's God of War. How much you want? I think I said that last time. <laughs> but yeah, looks it great. There's, would... there's no reason to be mad at this. For, there's a lot of people getting yeah. mad because of this but uh even if you want to find a reason to get mad these are still older games exactly you had a, a lot of time of them being exclusive even if you want to find a way to be mad at it but yeah and then we also saw some other things from the presentation they showed a bunch of logos of their upcoming games and in there they had a logo for god of war colon ragnarok yeah which was never an official an official name so this kind of feels like a confirmation of it being called God of War Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. Also, funny enough, they did the, say that was a mistake, though. Yeah, because the image that they used was taken clearly from the internet from someone else. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. If it, maybe it was a mistake. I mean, it was a mistake taking it from the internet, but maybe it was a mistake. The Ragnarok. Part, I, I maybe think not. we'll get some God of War news around here. So we do we have? Yeah. Uh, some some other things that we got uh, the they talked about PS Now and their subscribers and one of the things that they showed was upcoming games that are coming to the service. One was Miles Morales, which is a game that came out, but the other one was Horizon Forbidden West, which is the interest one, interesting one here. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, there was a, there was a, then, there was a lot of stuff in. in yeah, and then the last one that I think that is relevant, they talked about mobile games, how they will make a big, it seems that they're going to make a bigger push of them bringing their piece to mobile. I don't, I don't know why, whenever I hear Gito, whenever I hear Gito say that that's interesting, I always hear the meme in my head of the, <laughs> here's a long story, and then the person replies, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that meme. What meme? Have I seen it? You haven't, you haven't seen it? Oh, I'll have to send it to you later. That's crazy. Number That's three, 
<laughs> Super Nintendo Switch Pro. That's what I just named it. We got some news coming soon. Bloomberg has reported that news for the new Nintendo Switch console coming soon, sooner than E3. Apparently, Nintendo will be assembling the new model as early as July and is expected to hit shelves around the start of the holiday season, September, October. Pricing will be more than the original Switch, and it is intended to replace current Switch. Although there's no news yet, time of recording, it's just rumors. So, uh, you, you guys, what do you think, Alan, about a new Switch? I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna buy it. But I mean, these are just, these are just rumors. So, like, right. in like a week or so, when we record again, we'll, we'll either know if this is true or if this is not true. So, what, I don't, do, you, what do you I think don't... about a new Switch, Kyle? Uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, and there's a lot of smoke. You, you do need to also take it with a grain of salt because there was rumors of a Switch Pro since the Switch launched. So, um, I, but yeah, I, I, like they, they have been coming more and more. Recently, there has been a lot of talk of like, well, maybe they really haven't shown us much of Breath of the Wild 2 yet because they want to show that off that it will be a launch title for the new console. Or maybe that's why yeah. Pokemon Legends didn't look all that great when it, it, you know, all that stuff. There's 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 enough out there that it's like it seems like they're gearing up to make an announcement to actually yeah. do this. Um, but we'll see. Ignacio, I'm excited. Ignacio, what do you think is going to be called? Uh, Snip. Snip. I don't know. It is, Ninten it is Nintendo. Expect them to go Sega and they go Sang. Uh, I wish that it is indeed called Super Nintendo Switch. That would be super cool. No, it's super it, cool. It's either going to be the Super Nintendo Switch XL or L, or I like the I like Gino naming it the SN the the SNS the SNSP. <laughs> the SNSP. The SNSP. The sweet. The sweet. The sweet. The sweet. The The sweet. The The SNSP. The sweet. 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 The and also, <laughs> this is something that Nintendo tends to use, tends to do, that they do put out provisions of their hardware. Yeah. And hopefully, the rumors are true, and it is coming even before E3, which is in a couple of weeks only. So, if it is true, yeah. we should be so, hearing about it pretty soon. So we might hear something this week. When are they gonna put mm -hmm. the, When are they gonna put something akin to the GameCube handle on the Switch? Come on. Mm. Come on. We'll see. Maybe, maybe it'll, need a handle. Maybe it'll come go. in the box. Maybe it'll come in the box. Uh, number four, we're getting Final Fantasy Dark Souls, my friends. Mm. This comes from uh, Imran Khan over at Fanbyte. Over the weekend, I added passwords. Over the past weekend, a number of rumors have swirled about possible E3 announcements, as traditionally happens in the weeks leading up to the industry trade show. In particular, a rumor seemed to swirl around two websites, Reddit and Gaming Forum Reset Era about a new Final Fantasy spinoff that Square Enix <coughs> is announcing this year. The rumor states that Square Enix is working with Team Ninja, Koei Tecmo's in-house development team behind games like Ninja Gaiden, Neo, and perhaps most relevantly, the latest entry in the Final Fantasy fighting game series, Dissidia NT. The, the posted rumors go on further by assigning the game a genre, something akin to Neo or the Souls games. 
and suggesting it takes place somewhere in or adjacent to the world of the first Final Fantasy game on the NES. Our sources have corroborated this rumor and suggest the name of the game is Final Fantasy Origins. The game, which appears to be exclusive to PlayStation 5 with a PC release further down the road, will be one of Square Enix's tent poles at their upcoming E3 show. So that last statement right there, one of Square Enix's tent poles at their upcoming E3 show is what, is what excites me, which means that they probably have more to show for you. And it's going to be an absolute surprise. And the second thing that surprises me is that it's going to be a PlayStation 5 exclusive. So mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 16, PlayStation 5 exclusive, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, has not come out on Xbox yet, and we don't have a release date for that. And now, and integrate, and now, yeah, and integrate, and now, and foregone, foregone, <laughs> another Square Enix, but I'm talking about Final Fantasy. Now, Final Fantasy Origin, if that's what it's called, another PS5 exclusive. What's going on here, guys? They must have made some kind of contract, some kind of deal. You think, like, hey, you should, uh, Hook up with us here. They made a multi-game deal. So yeah, so Square Enix has always been like very buddy-buddy with PlayStation. Their games have, mm-hmm. have always been, you know, more particularly yeah, favored. Have... Well, ever ever since Final Fantasy VII, the PlayStation that really launched it. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, but because it it fe- it would feel weird to play those kinds of games on a different console. But they they they, they seem like PlayStation. These yeah. Final Fantasy. So. Obviously, you know, them coming out anywhere is, is incredible. More people experience it. That's great. But it's 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 really cool that PlayStation is getting these absolute bangers for the console. Forgone, like you mentioned, um or Forspoken? Forspoken. It's Forspoken. Oh, it's Forspoken. Yeah, it's Forspoken. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Something Forspoken, like you mentioned, Ignacio. Project looks, out, yeah. yeah, it looks freaking awesome. So so Square Enix is is doing well. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see this. Uh, you like Souls games, Alan? Do I you, do. Would you be excited for a Final Fantasy Souls? Yeah, I I never really grew up with Final Fantasy, so I don't really know if any of the Final Fantasy aspects of it are really gonna like capture me or matter to me personally. Yeah. But Dark Souls and gameplay, I mean, I I like hard games. I'm just curious if this is real of it being a side game around like the first final hit fantasy yeah because diehard final fantasy fans don't like their originals being turned around and this isn't a remake of ff1 Mm -hmm. mind you but like i don't know if people are gonna really be like like people will be excited but like are the diehard final fantasy fans gonna enjoy a side a spinoff game of ff1 with a dark souls gameplay style I, mean, I don't really I, know if that's going to vibe with them, because they'd rather just want a remade FF1. Yeah, obviously I'm not a diehard Final Fantasy fan, but I am a fan of the franchise. And for them to do a spinoff in that world, not related to the story at all, but in that world, would be very interesting to see, especially with, with what they can do. Yeah. With um, that would be really cool. I, I'm a little iffy on the the Souls-like uh, vibe that they're they're talking about, because I can't well, play those, those games are are hard to me. But it also, well, it, it seems like it could be somewhat akin to uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which took I, inspiration from that. I could uh, be wrong. Wasn't, wasn't there some kind of rumor 
that Final Fantasy 16 was also going to play something like a soul, like it was going to be harder, similar to a Souls game, not Souls like, but harder in that sort of genre. No, they they not that I cared. They showed there was a gameplay trailer yeah. when they announced they showed it, gameplay, and it yeah. looks like Final Fantasy 15. It has that sort of a, uh, it's taking that Final Fantasy 7, Final Fantasy 15 uh, gameplay. So uh, mm-hmm. they never mentioned anything about it being Souls like, but uh, um. Yeah, the I, I'm I'm excited. Obviously, it's a rumor, but um, what 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 stands out for this rumor to me is that it, they wanted it said somewhere that it's going to be the tent pole game for the Square Enix presentation. So I, one of one of, one of yeah, one of, which has me even more excited. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess we're we know. Gonna, yeah, what, I'm sure we'll see more of sixteen and. I hope sixteen. I hope, I'm I hope part we do. Two. I hope we do. Because as you guys know, obviously Kingdom sixteen. Four. Sixteen yeah. is. Uh, I mean, <laughs> no, uh, we're we about. To, <laughs> I assume we'll we see, should be hearing more about uh, Kingdom Hearts. I assume we'll see sixteen. Oh, no, we're not gonna hear anything about Kingdom Hearts. You're freaking. You're freaking insane. Sorry to tell you. Um, very, very sixteen. Fair. Some more forespoken. I assume obviously will be another temple, and um, maybe we'll see a little bit of the Neo World Ends with You. So that comes oh, out in yeah. July. Oh yeah, definitely. That's what I'm right. for, sure. for sure. We'll probably see um um well Intergrade would have when does so, Intergrade come out? It, yeah, Intergrade comes out uh, around that same week. Tenth? Tenth? No, it comes out before we, E3. We'll right also before, probably right see Dragon yeah, Quest twelve. Cons- we might see Dragon Quest twelve considering that's under Square Enix as we well. We could, we yeah. could. Man, Square Enix. So we could also see we could also see more of the Western things like God. Now, uh, no, the western, the western stuff don't matter. We don't matter. Tomb Raider, uh, hopefully more for Avengers. We don't matter maybe. over here. They, they don't want like, to. They, they want a banger of a showcase again. Let's, yeah, let's it's relax. all about that ja- the Japanese stuff. Let's relax, there, dude. Let's no one gets hyped over something from the west, <laughs> unless you're a right. Call of Duty player. All right, guys, I got uh, two more pieces of news to go through here, and uh, let's try to get through this one quickly. Okay. Yeah, this one could be quick. Number five, last time we'll talk about this cyberpunk news. This comes from uh, GameIndustry.biz, uh, Daniel Partis. CD Projekt Red has named Gabriel Amatangelo as Cyberpunk 2077's new game director. The appointment follows the departure of former Quest director Mateus Tomaskowicz. Damn, I freaking killed that, Damn, dude. I yeah, wow. That. No, that's spot on, spot on. Who has stepped down from the position and left the studio. Amatangelo, um, I don't know why Alan's hard. <laughs> Amatangelo joined CD Projekt in January 2020 as a creative director for Cyberpunk. Prior to the role, he worked as design director on Dragon Age Inquisition DLC, as well as lead designer on various expansions for Star Wars The Old Republic. CG Projekt Red ha- also has no update on the re-release of the game on the PlayStation. Or, according to joint CEO Adam Kisinski. So I I did I didn't want to talk about this, but I did want to bring this up. Another game that I remember changing their game director and then improving incredibly was Final Fantasy XIV. So I wonder if the change in game director here will drastically improve Cyberpunk. What do we think? I know Alan. Well, I know Kyle and Alan are excited to are still excited to play it. Um, oh no, I the Cyberpunk doesn't even exist in my headspace. Anymore. Oh no, Kyle and yeah, Ignacio. Sorry, and Kyle. not Alan. Kyle and Ignacio. Yeah. yeah, my bad. 
Um, yeah, so- I mean, we'll see that th- this it. Yeah, it could be that of like, hey, maybe they're g- gonna do some major work and it'll turn out really well. I think it could also go the exact the exact the exact opposite way of just like, ooh, they're switching directors after the game already came out and it's I don't know, this doesn't look good. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know what to think. To be honest. Okay, cool. That's it. We don't need to talk about it anymore. Uh, what about you, Ignacio? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, it could go either way. Rest in peace. Uh, I don't think that the problems that the game has currently have to do with game direction. It has to do more of uh, them figuring out how to make the game run better right now. But uh, I don't know. Maybe in the future when the game comes out on PS4 and we have the next-gen versions, they could do what they did for... Uh, the Witcher 3, where they had some very good expansions that a lot of people liked. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully that could change people's perspective, but it's still a very hard task to turn it around. Yeah. But uh, I guess we'll see when the time comes. Number six, Valve is making a Switch-like portable gaming PC. This comes from Ars Techn- Sam Makovich over at Ars Technica. A video game and hardware studio Valve has been secretly building a Switch-like portable PC designed to run a large number of games on the Steam PC platform via Linux, and it could launch supply chain willing by year's end. Multiple sources familiar with the matter have confirmed that the hardware has been in development for some time, and this week, Valve itself pointed to the device by slipping new hardware-related code into the latest version of Steam, the company's popular PC gaming store. And so a switch like steam console what do you think how would you would you play that uh it's exciting news i i i don't know if i'm sold yet uh i haven't tra- traditionally been a pc gamer um but there are like pc has a huge amount of giga games that you could play on something like this and valve has the money to make it work there um however from the little that i know of a lot of their stuff is they also don't have a great track record with hardware stuff so that's concerning it's like it might be maybe a little bit too cheap to actually be usable or it might be so, so expensive that like well you know no one's really gonna use that so, you know what interests we'll me see. about this picture guys 2031 the year is 2031 um we are we're waiting on e3 right we're getting a playstation mm-hmm. hopefully e3 still exists we're waiting on e4 we're getting a playstation showcase <laughs> right an xbox microsoft showcase a nintendo showcase and a Steam. Steam is now one of the main home consoles. Can you believe that? Can no. You believe that? Wouldn't that be <laughs> crazy having another main home console? The mark, the mark, the market's That's... the market's too fierce anyway. Stadia couldn't even make it. Steam's not gonna make. Well, it. I mean, because Stadia came in yeah. in the wrong way. Steam, well, the thing is, Valve and Steam would know how more so than 
Google. Yeah. No, I, I, I know, but like the competition's always already so fierce. Like I don't. Yeah. It is. I don't, I don't know. Can you imagine? I, I don't know if there can be more than three weekends. Why not? Why not? There. Why not? Because you're already divided so much. Like what? Yeah, what more can you do? First of all, historically, three has been the sweet spot. It seems like, and also, I feel like they, it has been so cemented for so long as it being Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo as the three ones. That I think that because of that, it is so hard for there to come a fourth one. I think that the only yeah. chance would be one of those three dropping out. Yeah, the only reason why I'm exciting for this, or why I'm ex excited for this, is because I want that like hybrid portable space to be pushed harder. So if, mm -hmm. if they can make something that then challenges the Switch and makes it so that Nintendo has to then be like, okay, we actually do need to get this Switch Pro out, yeah. uh, then I, I think that'll be good for the space in the long run. I, 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 dis I, I disagree. <laughs> Nintendo already does so That's many things. That's how competition N works. Nintendo does so, yeah, many thi Nintendo does so many things that are already like fucked up anyways. Nintendo diehards just deal with it anyways. If you're a Nintendo fan, you're already used to getting run over. You don't care if Nintendo doesn't you're innovate. You're going to do it no. anyways. Uh, Nintendo will be 10 steps be be behind like they always are. Yeah, but, but then they have their, they have their have franchises that, that locks you forward in. Forward means that more Nintendo <laughs> will then also move yeah. forward, even if they're still no. behind. No. I do think, <laughs> no. I do think that uh, Nintendo does need competition on the handheld division since no they one do. else is making any anymore. I do not expect much out of it right now because we, like Hal said, we have the history of Valve kind of like dipping their toes on hardware. They had the Steam bugs, which went nowhere, even to their Steam controller, which went nowhere. We have to remember that Valve was first and foremost a game development company that then got into the Steam and the game distribution in, in a certain way. Yeah. So them going out and making a console is a bit out of their wheelhouse. And so I think that because of that, we will probably get into a similar situation with the Steam Box, which if you remember, the Steam Box wasn't one thing. It was that they kind of like went to different manufacturers and they gave them all the blueprints and everyone made their own thing, which meant that nothing came out of it. So I, I do think that it, it could go that way. Interesting. And also, I do not know, even though I, I wish that Nintendo had some competition, I do not know if there is any but room for another Mario. Mario. Yeah, Mario. You know? Yeah. There's no competition. Yeah. No. Take us into new and notable, Kyle. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna think to yourself, this is the lighting around for how fast I'm gonna blow through some of these, but here we go. Our new and notable things for, for this week. You've got Stonefly for PS5, Series X, S, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, everything excluding Stadia. Boom. June 1st. Shout out though to Belinda Garcia for reasons I don't know. Yeah. She was on the again? writing team for, yeah. for that, if I'm not mistaken there. Yep. So cool. All right. shout out to Belinda Garcia, Stonefly. Um, Pokemon fans unite! Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl come out November nineteenth. Yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. not gonna buy it. 
but also maybe I will also not buy Pokemon Legends Arceus comes January 28th, 2022. Yeah, but this one's like Devil May Cry. Yeah. No. 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 No? Pretty exciting that they are coming out so close to each other. Yeah. Well, it's because they, they know one's going to flop. They got to keep you invested by having one good, one bad one. Alan, what, what's the good, Alan, bad? What's I the good gar- one? I, I guarantee of these are neither flop. of these will flop. <laughs> no, they well, no, because it's, po- it's Pokemon. No chance in hell. They want to keep it in the po- launch window, uh, Ignatius, for the Nintendo Pro. Yeah, the SNSP. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. How else are they going to run Arceus? But yeah. sadly, Axiom mm-hmm. Verge 2 is delayed to Q3 2021. I didn't even know this game was supposed to come out soon. Cool. Cool. It's supposedly coming out this year, so hopefully. Yeah. Again, this is one person making the game, so. Now I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna skip down. I'm gonna save the the, the other the, the plus games for later. So next we have Koch Media, Coach Media, uh gaming Coke stream media. happening Coke out. Coke Media. What? Coke Media. Coke okay, that there should be an E in there. Coke Media a gaming stream happening on June 11th at noon Pacific time with the weird website we know something you don't know dot com. I'm gonna go to this website right now. Oh, ominous. Yeah. We know something so, you don't know dot com. Coke Media owns THQ Nordic and all of the other things that they've been buying up. So yeah, exciting. they're part of the Embracer group, right? Oh wait, or do they own this? Are they really? I, I thought the I thought the big name was Embracer Group, and they own things like yeah. Coke Media and Deep Silver and THQ Nordic. It was all under Embracer. Embracer Group is the big, the big, the big daddy. Yeah. No. What's yeah. up next? The IGN Expo is happening again on June 11th. Oh wow! At 1 p.m. Pacific time, it will be partnering with Jeff Keighley's Kickoff Live. I, I'll tell so, you guys, this is just a glorified yeah, one of the other. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. What, what? like, what? They're just adding IGN to the name now. Like, what's, what's the? I'm making I, I fun know. of you, Ignacio. God damn it! Damn. Go on to the next. Can't appreciate. <laughs> Well, you know what? Regardless of that, Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase is happening on June 13th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Mark your calendars. Nice. For all those games you can't play on PlayStation. Oh. Yeah, so Coke Media is a subsidiary. Of Embracer Group? The Embracer Group. Uh-huh. So they own Deep Silver also. Dream? Almost done. Dreamscom returns this year on July 27th, showcasing a bunch of creations and creators in dreams, your dreams may come true. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when you listen to this episode, you better listen to it the day it comes out because Among Us is free on the Epic Game Store until June 3rd. Nice. So if you listen to this after this goes live and it's after June 3rd, sorry, Among Us was free until June 3rd. Dead game. And <laughs> Wow. And to finish this off, your PlayStation Plus games for June 2021, Operation Tango. Virtual Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown and Star Wars Squadron. Interesting. Not bad. Games. Not bad. And I believe yeah. Operation Tango is your PS, PS5 game. That, that PS5 game looks yes. pretty cool. Also, that game looks pretty cool. And Virtual Fighter 5 was just announced. Oh. Now, if you're not on the PlayStation ecosystem and you're on Xbox, your Xbox Games with Gold is The King's Bird, available from June 1st to the 30th. Shadows Awakening from the 16th of June to July 15th. 
Neo Geo Battle Coliseum is available June 1st to the 15th. And Injustice Gods Among Us available from June 16th to June 30th. You know how you know how when you guys go to like Ross or Marshalls or something and then they have like games for sale there? That's what these are. Sale games? Exactly. Yeah, what? Exactly. Exactly, Ignacio. <laughs> they put, they put like the oldest games possible that <laughs> no one's thinking about for sale in like some random section in Marshalls. And that's what Xbox games look like. It's so bad. Yeah. Compared to PlayStation Plus. Well, you got Injustice Lord. Gods Among Gods Among Us. I mean, that's old, but it's still like yeah, it's, it's, it's known. These it's I, known. I, I hear guys, we're very we're very invested in this industry. I haven't heard of these other three games. And they continue to do that. They continue to put games of gold that I've never heard of. And I, I like, yeah, it's so weird how they <laughs> do games it. Of the games of Ghost Selection is pretty bad. Uh, clearly, they're putting all their eggs on Game it's Pass. so bad. Yeah. Game Pass, yeah. Game. Well, well, with that, new and notable is old and noted. noted. Ignacio, finish us off. Let's get into that lightning round. <laughs> I'll finish it off. So, Knockout City, we talked about it. It has, it has hit 2 million players. Wow. If, if Kyle uh, didn't play that one time, it wouldn't have been. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Someone else would have got MVP. Under 2 million. Under 2 million, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people took advantage of that. Free 10 days of it. We'll see how many people will stick with it, but I think that it worked out in the end for, for the game. Yeah. I think that... The the ten days probably did benefit them a lot for for the Absolutely. future. Uh, Unreal Engine Five is out now on early access alongside a new tech demo, which looks pretty good. Cool. Um, uh, a bit uh, what do we call it? Envious that the demo isn't actually on any console. It is a tech demo for people working on Unreal Engine Five because that game was pretty cool. And also pretty excited for Unreal Engine 5. We, of course, saw the demo, or not the demo, the presentation of it alongside uh, PlayStation, and uh, it looks pretty good. So hopefully we'll see, we'll start to see games being, or implementing Unreal Engine, Unreal Engine 5. Next up, PlayStation is developing AI, quote-unquote, agents to play games with you. Uh, Interesting. I, I'd rather I, play alone. I, I don't know what that means, and I'm kind of scared. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they, they had just, a plan for it uh, last year, I think. I want to play alone. Uh, it is, Isn't this it is just pretty a cool CPU? Pe- like, I'm playing against the like, yeah. a bot? No. Don't they already so have for that exa- in games? I mean, for example, for games like uh, the game Gino likes a lot. It takes two. Oh, Wait. I see what you which are oh, co-op so games. like a cooperative player to play along with yeah. you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Inter- interesting. But it's yeah, so I think weird because it very, very rarely do games not give you already an AI companion if you don't have somebody to play mm-hmm. with. Sure. Oh. I believe it is play with you and against you. Uh, next up, Borderlands 3 is getting crossplay, but no on PlayStation. Uh, which does meanies. I wasn't After... gonna play it crossplay with anybody anyway. Were you gonna play it? No, I wasn't gonna play it anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So after after what we saw with the Epic B Apple whole thing, uh, it is pretty clear that uh, PlayStation isn't very into crossplay. So chance it could very well be that they tried to get the same deal as Epic got with PlayStation, where they would get paid for stuff. Uh, PlayStation would get paid for stuff, and they just didn't want to play along. I don't know, but it is disappointing, pretty much. Uh, the last one that we have here, BlizzCon 2021 has been cancelled. Mm. Or mm -hmm. press F in the chat. But there is a, there yeah. is a, in the chat. There is a, a uh, online stream. Like it's still digital. Oh. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why they announced like the cancellation of the actual thing, but it's still digital. Like they're not canceling the event. They're just the yeah. physical event for people to go to there. I don't know why they have to announce that they're canceling. It's still a digital presentation. So. I gotcha. There you go. Uh, that is all the news for this week. This has been a long one. Uh, yeah. So let's, uh, let's get out of here real fast. Uh, Gina, what are you looking forward to this week? Um, I am looking forward to one more week closer to E3. Maybe we'll get some new announcements this week. Who knows? I'm looking forward to all of it. We're getting some... Yeah. Some bangers of announcements already. I'm freaking excited. We're seeing a bunch of stuff. It is the season. So it's exciting. Like, how much more can they show us? You know, how much more can we be? Can we see? You know? You'd be surprised. Hopefully a lot more. Exactly. So I'm just excited for all that to start rolling out. Be surprised. You know? And Ignacio, how about you, my friend? Oh, just like Gina, I'm excited for E3. Again, the smell of E3 is in the air. Closer. Only Closer. two weeks more to go. But you know what I'm really excited for? Summer Games Fest is what I'm really excited for. Why? Because. It is a clarified Google no, calendar. Because it's so just good. open up the Google calendar app on your phone. How, how would I know? How would I know? All, all the presentations are that are coming out, you just put how, it how in How would your I know calendar. if they weren't part of the Summer Games Fest? I wouldn't know. Uh, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I guess that's and... what, what, what Summer Games Fest is for. Come on. Alan. What okay. about you? What are you excited for? The non normie pick. I'm just excited to play more Bayo and then play Bayonetta 2. And then maybe I'll, may, I guess I'll tie it to E3. Maybe I'll see something of Bayo 3. But if not, I'm not counting on it. So. No, I'm not counting on no. it. Uh, I'm, ex I'm excited for our show next week. Uh, if all goes according to plan, we are inviting Melissa, uh, who is our host on the review show and on the captain's log, to come jo join us here on Crossplay. She knows nothing about video games. We're gonna games. get her expertise on vegan. We're gonna get her expertise. We are gonna use her as a human magic eight ball to do our E3 predictions and stuff like that. So it should be a lot of we, we we started this on the captain's log two years ago before crossplay existed and then we couldn't do it last year because e3 was canceled and all that stuff mm -hmm. so hoping to get back to it i had a lot a lot, lot of, of fun making that happen and i know she she enjoyed it too so yeah. uh should be good be good cool Gino, where can they find you online? Yes, find me on Twitter over at Gino underscore V Terry. So, Ignacio, what about you? Where can they find you online? They can find me on Twitter at Ignacio Rojas B. That's I-G-N-A-C-I-O-R-O-J-A-S-B. And Alan, 
I hope you'll follow me at Twitter at Alan at Alan Busby. Real simple. Follow me there. Hang out with me. Fuck the Jumon cards. We'll crack them together. Go. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Yo Kyle Springer. And if you want to stay up to date with all of our show, our shows and all the stuff that we do at the Whatnots, uh, we are on Twitter at the Whatnots. So go like, share, subscribe, do all of that stuff. Uh, and yeah, hope you all have a good uh, E3 month, Summer Game Fest Heck month, yes, IGN Expo month. It's almost. Heck I don't yes, know what year. Um, real quick, Ignacio, you got a ghost in the room. Notice when those ghost orbs pass by your camera. So uh, just be careful. All right, and this house is haunted. <laughs> and with that, we will see you all next week. Bye. Bye.